Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries at First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org, or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Good morning. My name is Pastor Andrea, and I want to add my welcome to Michelle's this morning. And I want to begin by reading our scripture for today. It comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, beginning at verse 12 through 14, and then we'll come down to verse 20 through 25. Hear now the words of the Gospel of Mark. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see whether perhaps he would find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, but for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree wither away to his roots. Then Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you curse has withered. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and if you do not doubt in your heart, but believe that whatever you say will come to pass, it will be done for you. So I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father in heaven may also forgive you, of your trespasses. Let us pray. Oh, gracious Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to gather, to hear your word, and to worship with one another, oh Lord. We pray in this moment that you just fall fresh upon our minds, our hearts, and open our ears, Lord, that we may hear something new, and that it may penetrate our hearts and transform us. In Christ we pray. Amen. Today we continue on with our sermon series, fully human and fully divine. And the course of the, the, the past few weeks, we have looked at times in which Jesus is, um, um, in Scripture, is depicted in ways or that are no, no question at all that he is divine. And then there are other Scriptures we've looked at and, um, of where Jesus is showing his human side because Jesus is, in fact, both human and divine. And as we look at today's Scripture, we are looking at the human side of Jesus but not too far behind is always his divinity. And we find ourselves in a peculiar passage because Jesus is talking about a a fig tree and the temple, and we're like, what does all this mean for us? What does Jesus' hunger have to do with anything, and how does his hunger point us to fruitfulness and also to have faith? and God. Mark's gospel is one that has these, this kind of hurriedness. And in Mark's gospel, is, is you find the word over and over, immediately, immediately. And we see that throughout this narrative of Mark's gospel, 
Jesus comes on a scene and he is hurriedly going to do his father's business. He is, the kingdom is ushered in and, and he is going and walking and, and meeting people and looking at them and he's healing those who are asking to be healed. And as he is encountering those that are coming to him that have some physical things that need to be healed, but there's also some spiritual connotation wrapped up in these miracle stories of healing. But what is consistent across all the stories and throughout Mark's gospel is this pointing to faith. It is faith that heals us. And it's faith in the one who does the healing. But as Jesus is walking around and healing those who desire to be healed, he is finding himself in opposition with the leaders of the day, the the scribes of the day, the, the Sadducees, they are all wondering what is going on. And even those who have saw him growing up, they are questioning, is this Mary's son? Is he not the son of a carpenter? They're questioning his authority and, and wondering why he, who gives him authority to even do the things he's doing. But all alone, as Jesus is walking towards Jerusalem, he is inviting all to join him. And faith is a primary requirement of this. And so as we find ourselves in this particular scripture today of the fig tree, there is something that happened way before it. And we call this the sandwich method, where there is a two stories that are they're alongside one another, they are helping to point towards an interpretation for the listener. And we have to be reminded during a time in which the scriptures were written, it was an oral tradition. Folks were gathered around to hear the story. And so if you remember the story of the, um, chapter 11, it is a time in which Jesus is preparing for his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. He tells his disciples to go get a, a cult that has never been um, ridden, and they, they have all these leaves, and they are preparing his procession into Jerusalem. And as Jesus gets to the temple, it's very abysmal. He looks around, and no one is celebrating his entry. And Jesus leaves. But the next day, he comes back on a journey from Bethany. And on this journey, Jesus is hungry. We all get hungry too, right? I bet some of you are hungry right now. <laughs> but the reality is Jesus is hungry, and he, he is looking around. And as he's looking around, what does he see? He sees a fig tree in leaf. And he walks towards this fig tree and leaf and hoping perhaps to find a fig for his nourishment. But when he comes upon this fig tree and leaf, there is nothing but leaves. There's nothing but leaves. There's no fig there. And Mark tells us, for it was, it was not the season for figs. And Jesus said to this fig tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard of it. What is going on here? Is, is Jesus hangry? Is he hangry? I don't know. But we'll find out what this really means. But I, I think we've all had those experiences of hunger and we, we, can, we have in our mind about what we want to eat. And sometimes we, we, we don't eat the best choices and we find ourselves driving, driving through the drive-thru at McDonald's. And sometimes we have that taste for something sweet. We call that a sweet tooth in my household. 
Y'all have sweet tooths? Yeah. And so we go to McDonald's, and if you Google it, you don't have to Google too far because we know we've all experienced these words when we are ordering from the window, from our car, or in person, inside. I would like to order a shake, or I would like to order a sundae, or I would like to order a ice cream cone. And we just have this taste. We just expect it. We're hungry. We want, we want to also have some on the, on the end of our meal, something sweet. And what do we hear? The dreaded, the machine is down. Oh. I don't know about you, but that just drives me crazy. Like you have one thing to do is provide food for us. But we've all been here. In Benville, especially during um, the pandemic, um, I, can, I have my favorite food I want to eat, which is yayos, and I always want them on the days they're closed, or even the press room. And we go there, and we are disappointed because we don't have the food that we desire in that moment because we're hungry. We all have those moments of humanness, of hunger, and we also come and find ourselves not getting that what we need. And so Jesus here is hungry for something. Is he hungry for this fig tree that is not in season, or or is it hunger pointing to something more? The story is sandwiched in next to the cleansing of the temple, in, in which Michelle has preached on a couple Sundays ago about Jesus going into the temple and he sees all type of things that should not be going on. So he, he, he dries out the money changer, changers. He, he flips over tables and he begins to change the order of the business of that day. And he says in that moment, is it not written my house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. In that moment, the haters, the priests, the high priests come and say, what authority does he have here? And they, in that moment, they begin looking for ways to kill him. What was Jesus really hungry for? A lot of ways in which this, this passage has been um, interpreted over time to mean that the fig tree was a, was a, um, a, a, um, a metaphorical um, um, thought process that it was, it was looking towards a barren temple. The temple was no longer serving its pu- uh, purpose anymore with ways in which the Sadducees uh, um, or in the, um, the high priests are or, or doing the business, which is not in line with how things were agreed and power were manipulating in ways in which they were doing things. And over and over again, they missed the mark that the time had come and the Messiah was here. They knew the scripture, but they missed that Jesus was in fact bringing in the kingdom that was coming. And so Jesus is looking at this, this fig tree, which is oftentimes also looked at as a way of judgment, judgment of the people who were faithless, who were corrupt, who are doing all things that are not in line with a, a true relationship with God, violating relationship with one another, out for oneself. And we find this in the Old Testament. We find it in, in Micah chapter 7 when it says, beginning in chapter 7, Woe is me, for I have become like one who, after the summer fruit has been gathered, after the vintage has been gleaned, finds no cluster to eat. 
There is no first ripe fig for which I hunger. Jeremiah also talks about this as well. When I wanted to gather, beginning at chapter 8, verse 13, when I wanted to gather them, says the Lord, there are no grapes on the vine, no figs on the tree, even the leaves are withered. And what I gave them has passed away from them. Every gospel has some mention of the fig. And this. So what was Jesus hungry for? The fig tree was barren, and it was not the time for it to actually bear fruit, but Jesus was, in fact, still looking for fruitfulness out of season because a new season had ushered in. The, the new season of, of Jesus ushering in the kingdom to come, it is here, it is now. It is time for fruitfulness to be manifested. In Luke's gospel, it's not exact here as we find the Mark's narrative of the fig tree, but there is one in there that talks about the, um, the coming to, 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 to gather the figs and that when he gets there three, three years later, there is a, a, a tree that is barren. And I was gifted a fiddle leaf fig by Kristen. And you can see that it is not in the condition in which she gave it to me. But we can see here that this tree has withered. And once, if you're a plant mom or a plant dad, you know that once a plant has withered out like this, it has no use. It has no use. And and so we look at this idea of like, what is Jesus really hunger for? He, he, he wants even in this moment that appears to be out of season for the people, his people, all people, to have faith that this is the time in which the Messiah has come, what they have been waiting for, what they have been praying for, what they have been gleaning for for all these years. The time has come, and many have missed it. Their lives are barren. Their faith is barren. They have nothing to show that they have faith in God. In the midst of all the chaos that's going on, Herod at the time had killed many rabbis. He had, he had been, he was just on destruction. He had made this temple for the, for the Jews. Can you imagine these, these folks that are coming in this time of the year for the, preparing for the Passover at this temple that was created out of corruption? And then the priests of the day are falling right in. They are, they are not holding true to the faith. So Jesus repoints to him, says, my house shall be called a, a house of prayer for all nations. And the next morning they pass by this tree and, and Peter remembers that of the miracle that Jesus did on this fig tree. He cursed it and he says, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered and, and Jesus did not entertain that conversation. But what he does, he responds here. He says, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and if you do not doubt in your heart but believe that what you say will come to pass, it will be done for you. So I was thinking about why is Jesus asking for this fig tree to bear fruit out of season? 
And it's not the impossible because Jesus says early on in Mark says, what is impossible for mortals is impossible for God. It is possible with God. And so even though the the season may not seem like it needs to be where it is, Jesus is calling us to have faith, to be faithful, to pray. These Jews were in a, a, a horrific time. It's reminding them despite what's going on, despite what's going on in the temple, because it will fall, but a new temple is coming. And the good news here is there is not a temple, a physical one, but we are all make up the temple. Do you not know your, the, your body is a temple of the Lord? And each member of the body makes up the body of Christ. We have a high priest in Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is saying, have faith. Have faith. So no matter what is going on in our lives, this is a reminder in this scripture today to have faith. No matter how hard and or impossible the situation is, Jesus reminds us in this gospel that what is impossible for us, it is possible with God. And so that we have to be this, have this hunger and this desire as Jesus Christ has had. And he says also in John's gospel, you will go on to do bigger things than me. And so oftentimes we, we pray and we have these thoughts of doubts of, is God hearing? Is God with us? Yes. Yes. God is still in the, 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 um, the, in the midst of our prayers and the, the midst of our desires and wants for wholeness and peace and righteousness and new life. All that came through our baptisms. Yes, we had distorted images, but we have been restored, hallelujah, through our baptisms to be restored, restored to be in the image of God. So we don't have to, to lean in and, and, and think about ways in which we are not, we're, we don't have the power within us of Jesus Christ. It's a reminder that we have been restored. We are yet human, but yet we have divineness inside of us. So our fruitfulness is an outflow that we're not a fig tree that looks like this, but we're a fig tree that has fruitfulness. And we have faith because prayer is necessary in this season in our lives, and we know that to be true. So have faith. Have the hunger and desire to be fruitful in season and out of season but also have faith that even though the situation and whatever going on in our lives, in our church lives, in our family lives, in the world, that nothing is impossible with God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you would like to let us know you were here, follow the link below to connect. To participate in worship through giving, you can give online at fumcbentonville.org or on Venmo at fumcbentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. 
We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.